The crack is back, ladies and gentlemen. You'll probably hear a bit of an echo today um, because I'm not in my usual location. I'm at my brother's wedding, but I want you to know I planned ahead just for you guys and I got an interview with Brendan Lochnane, who has a big fight this weekend on the PFL. He's in the ATL this time. Of course, Brendan, one of the leading lights of UK MMA, despite not being in the UFC. We talk about this. We talk about the recent fails, failed drug tests for PFL. We talk about what does his future hold now that he's climbed the top of the mountain. And he has an awesome suggestion, which I'm sure he's going to mention on Ariel Hawani's show on Wednesday anyway. But an awesome suggestion regarding the Dublin event PFL have booked for December. I love it. I love the man. I've been covering him a very long time. And I'm looking forward to seeing him fight this weekend. It's actually on the same night as uh, one of the days of the wedding, so I'm going to try my best to see it. I can't guarantee it, though, but I always find a way. Lots of love. Thanks, Troy. Sorry about the echo. Love you loads. He's finally here. I chased him all over the world, I feel, to get him on this show. <laughs> we nearly had him when he had his uh, debut win of the season in Vegas, but unfortunately the city had swallowed him up at that time. But now I've got him from the ATL. <laughs> It's one of my favorites, a guy I've been following for well over a decade, well, well over a decade, is the champ, Brendan Lochnane. How are you, Brendan? Great introduction. Happy to be here. Let's go, PC. Listen, listen, the first thing I want to say is I was on Twitter the other day and I seen that you said you were gagging for a frosty beverage. I just want to ask you, how did it feel to watch the Manchester Derby in Wembley this weekend and not have the accompaniment of an ice cold beer? Yeah, well, I'll make up for it. You know, June 9th, I will make up for it, PC. That's one thing I can tell you. And um, how did you feel? Did you watch the match? How did you feel about that? I know no. I know, you're not the biggest, you're not the most devout football fan, right? But yeah. when it's a Manchester derby, I'd assume that you get involved. And I'll be honest, the uh, the time zones were all over the place. And I didn't get to see the game, but I know the result. Right, right, right. But um, I see one thing that uh, has probably hit you close to home is this news of the PFL drug testing and that 10 different athletes have popped. I mean, I feel like this is nearly something you'd celebrate because PFL are now talking about getting regular drug testing in. What is your reaction to this, Brendan? PC, don't get me fired up, bro. I know you're asking me this because of how fired up I was on Twitter. And I've just gone on another two-minute rant about it into the PFL stuff. Give me a four-minute rant. Um well, it's frustrating, isn't it, PC? You know, when you're you know you're putting your life on the line as it is and then 10 people are just popping on a run, like, when they know they're going to get tested, they're still popping. So what are they on? You know what I mean? Like, it's annoying, frustrating, not PFL's fault. Glad PFL are doing something about it. And um, it's really opened my eyes and I insist on more testing now for the semi-final and the final. I, I do. I tell them, listen, I want my guys testing more for these next fight so I really do especially after what I've just seen I I know um like I mean this is something that's been talked about in your career a whole lot especially when you're going off to Russia to compete and everything you've always prided yourself on being a clean athlete do, do did it shock you to see that many people test positive because I think that's what shocked me about it it wasn't one or two it was 10 dudes and all from the same card and now obviously the champ as well I'm just really happy that Vegas has caught them all and that's going to light a fire up everyone's arse. So maybe everyone will stop sticking needles in the arse. You never know. You know what I mean? Hopefully. Um, tell me this, Brendan. I, I talked to you about this before, um, this golden age of UK MMA. I feel like you're very much a part of it. You're one of the shining lights now as a champion of PFL. 
Um, do you feel involved in that or do you feel like the UFC is trying to market it specifically about their organization? Like, I mean, the casual fan won't pick up the fact that we have a champion in the PFL, a guy who's been doing this for many years. Do you feel like some people are just looking at through the through the kind of the focus of, of UFC events alone when there is a lot of great athletes, a lot of them in PFL now as well, competing under the UK banner? Do you know what, PC? The sport needs more people like you, mate, who actually understand it because a lot of these questions today have been very generic and that and but you understand it from a real MMA fans point of view. And you are right, exactly what you said there. People will just only see the UFC and the other champions, but there's you know, there's probably only three belts in MMA that are worth having now. Let's have it right. It's Bellator, it's UFC, it's PFL. And I believe it's only ever been I think me and Leon and Bisping and Dan fought for one. Till fought for one, and I think we've had one in Bellator. Is that right? Um, off the top of my yeah, I think we did 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 Vassell. No, sorry, Lee McGeary, Lee McGeary. In, in, okay, in, so yeah. so to be named among one of four people in the world to ever ever do it from your country, it's a massive honor, you know. And then like, I don't take it lightly. I, I'm really really proud of myself for doing it especially after they robbed me of my first one pizza, let's not go there, you know? So, you know, there was times I was thinking, is this ever going to happen? Like, I was touching 33 when I, when I won the world title. Like, you watched me get robbed of it at 22, right? And still kept going all these years to get it before I got it. And now I've got it. And now why not get two? Fuck it, let's get two. You know what I mean? We're here now, We're a, few, a few fights away from another one, so... Now it's real history time. You, I actually had phone calls with you back in the day where you were bla- you were openly saying to me, like, I think this is it. I think, you know, I'm going to hang them up. But it kind of makes it more beautiful, everything that's happening now. And I think even if the UFC don't want to acknowledge it, and look, why should they? They're not going to be promoting PFL cards on their broadcast or whatever. Yeah. I think you have more respect among the fighters. You've got that OG respect that, say, you'd have for people like Bisping and Freeman and Hardy and goes like that, like, Guys like that, right now in this generation of fighters, I think people look at you like that. Do you do you feel that now? Because I feel like you've taken on a new aura since you've got that belt. I feel like you know you're puffing your chest out a bit more than usual. No, that's what a great question, really. So I was speaking to my coach about this yesterday, like Tyson Fury, Conor McGregor, um, Michael Bisping, Michael Venompay, all these people now that message me respect and comment on my videos when I'm putting on martial arts videos and and like, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm getting respect off these people. Do you think I care about some egg on Twitter? And yeah, but he's not in the UFC, bro. When Paul Daly's messaging you saying, yeah, nice, bro. That fight was a good fight. Or these people that I respect. Or Ricky Hatton having a pint with Ricky Hatton. Do you know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, that means the world to me. These are people that I grew up on. I grew up on these people, watching them, looking at them, admiring them. And now they message me. You know, like, yeah, you're the man, bro. And that means well more to me than any world title or any money or any egg on Twitter. You know, getting respect off my peers and people that I respect, it's, it's a really great feeling. And I feel like I did need to win the belt to get it. And I think as a fighter, these people understand what it's like to fight four times in six, seven months and do it hard and do it cut all the way and fight these guys back to back. So the real fighters understand 
and that's where the respect comes from and that's the only respect that I want really I don't care what anyone else thinks and yourself and the media and all you guys and Ariel and everyone's jumped on it now so it's a really good time to be me it really is it really is I'm really really happy with my compliments so far here you are at the top of the mountain though Brendan and I do feel as though you're more motivated than ever. Every time I see you, I say, like, this has this guy hasn't lost a step. I don't see him, you know, pulling up short. Every time you fight, you look that little bit better. Like, did is there ever a fear that, like, you need new motivations like here? Like, I mean, as in, you've already done it all, right? You've got the million-dollar check. You've got the gold belt. You're probably on your way to another one. Does that ever cross your mind? Like, I, I still need fresh motivation, or do you have plenty of motivation already in the situation you're in? Uh, yeah, good question, I think. I'm going to be honest, and I've been open about this. Once I won the world title and the belt, I thought that was it. You know, I thought that's all I wanted. Um, and then I took a month off. And in that month off, I kind of like tried to find myself a little, like, what am I going to do now? And then I just realised, wow, there's so much more in the tank. The story's not written yet. There's definitely another chapter to it. Um, so I got back in the gym on you know, January and look at the performance against Marlon, man. My confidence now. I heard that I think it was Teddy Atlas. Leon said it. You become thirty percent better when you win a win a title, and you believe in yourself, and that's how I feel. I feel like I'm unbeatable at the minute, um, so I'm excited to see where it takes me now. You know, Jesus is quite unknown. I'm glad I got to fight someone like Marlon, who everyone knows has knocked Sterling out and all this. He's got loads of stuff behind him, and so everyone kind of tuned in. But then you get fights like Jesus Pinedo that nobody knows. He's twenty and six, six foot, dangerous, and you're like fucking hell. You know what I mean? So it's like swings in roundabouts at the PFL. It really does. You're right. It is actually a different kind of fight, right? Because this guy's coming for everything. We've talked about that you've earned. That took you so long to get here. And now here's this guy, as we say, maybe a lot of UK guys don't know or Irish guys know about this dude, but he is the chance to take everything you've built over 20 odd years in the game. Yeah. So let's say I was a UFC or Bellator champion. I would fight once every six months, defend the belt, run around, parade it. Never going to be celebrating me as a world champion, you know. I'd be like all over media and you'd see me everywhere. But guess what? PFL, hard way again. Back in the tournament. Back fighting every cunt. On again. You know what I mean? Like four fights, six months. People don't realise to be a two-time PFL champion, you have to win eight fights in two years. It's not just winning two fights in two years to retain your belt. Eight fights, two years. Think about that. Think about how hard that is to do. How many people are going to do this? Not many. So I just see PFL going as an organization. And when I talk about legacy, let's see how many people can do what I'm doing. There's not many. And that's why I do get respect off my peers. Do you, do you like, I mean, I, I'm not trying to say I can see this in you or anything like that. And I'm not cer certainly not talking about brain or anything like that. But when you've been redlining yourself for this long, do you feel these miles on the clock when it is four fights a year? And as you say, a lot of champions, a guy who's a climbing the mountain and they're on top of the mountain, they're only fighting two times a year. How difficult is it for you as like an apex athlete to get yourself primed for four fights a year? So I live this. If you follow me on Instagram or you follow me on media, I just train all day. You know, I don't have a missus. I don't have a fucking eyebrow. Just on an interview on set with that. I don't have a missus at the minute. I don't have uh, a family home, really. I'm just on a nomad journey. I don't, you know, I don't live that normal life. I have a gum shield and a backpack and I'm on job. Yeah, I'm on job. I'm ready for fights. Uh, and I don't feel like right now that that's coming to an end. I feel like I'm still got a lot of hunger for it. So until the day I wake up and I can't get 
one minute, one second on the 400 metre track. If I can't spar high level people and win rounds, you know, if I can't out wrestle certain people in training until them days, I'm in it till the wheels fall off. I I thought the PFL had a master stroke when they got when they got Hardy involved. I thought that was a brilliant guy to get in, a guy who knows, you know, he know he knows the local scene, he knows talent when he sees talent. Um and I thought the European series was launched in a great way because out of nowhere, they have an identity now with Dakota, with Simeon, and with Lewis McGrillen. Like straight away, these are people, these are PFL properties. You've got to watch PFL to watch these guys. And we haven't seen them in the likes of Cage Warriors and Bellator and stuff like this before. Yeah, I really like McGrillen, dude. And I start, I actually introduced McGrillen through our good friend Kane Moose's videos online. He used to just be videoing him doing face-offs and be like, what is wrong with this kid? What is wrong with this kid? I love him. I love the way he's really aggressive. I love everything he's about. But tell me, who are you most excited about? I think you're with Simeon now, right? Tell, tell me what you think of this young group of UK fighters PFL have got. Dakota, Lewis and Simeon are all very good friends of mine. Um, amazing athletes. You know, I'm just really happy for him. I've known Lewis since he was, how old, 15? Younger than that, 13, I've known him. He walked into my gym and I was like, yeah, what I learn MMA. And like, to watch him become a superstar like he is, the way he talks, the way he acts, Dakota. I've known her since she was 50. And these are like kids. I've known these since children. Jeez. You know what I mean? And that, and now to watch him come into himself and get good money now and endorsements. And, mate, I'm absolutely over the moon. And, like, I genuinely am very happy for them three people. And I genuinely hope all three of them get the prize and change their lives because they all deserve it. I think they kind of built this off you, though, as well. Because, as I said, when you signed for PFL, I was like, the UFC have no idea what they've just given PFL here. They have suddenly now allowed PFL <laughs> to have a massive brand in the UK because they have one of the most popular fighters in the UK for a long, long time. And it happened, right? Then you go and win the belt, it explodes again. I think they literally saw that and they went, Roy, let's plant a few young seedlings here in this market and see how they get on. Would you agree with that? I know you don't want to take any credit away from these people you know your whole life, but do you think I'm lying when I say things like this? I think it was a master move from PFL, you know. But one thing I've got to say is, like, they PFL completely changed my life. Like, it completely changed my life. They picked me up at a stage in my life when I was at rock bottom. Like, I'd just been turned down, told you weren't good enough. Even though I beat a guy that's still in there, He's still winning fights and had to reroute my whole career. And now I'm 10 and 1 in the PFL. My only losses to a 20 and 0 Dagestani Movlead, who I'm probably going to fight again this year, and Avenge. Um, so I feel like we grew together. I took a risk with them and they took a risk with me. We were like, okay, let's see what happens here. And then they had a star on their hands and they still have a star on their hands. And now they have three more stars on their hands. And now they're building up a fantastic profile and organization. And they deserve it, man. They really do deserve it. They're great people. And I'm looking forward to the future of PFL. And I think I'm going to be behind the door here for a long time. I want to be the Michael Bisping of PFL. That's, wow. that's the goal now. That would be a great move for them too. You mentioned Movlead. He's on your undercard this week. Do you like the way I've, I've worded that? He is on your <laughs> Anyway, um... Is that, like, we're talking about motivations and you're bringing this up without me even asking. You're telling me this guy beat me and now I need vengeance. Is that, I know you're not looking past uh, Pinedo this week, but 
that has got to make this a bit sweeter. If 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 Movlet is next or whenever he comes up, that's going to surely give you a big boost because I know that vengeance burns inside you quite brightly, Brendan Lockdown. Ever since I ever knew you, if you're given half a chance, you, you openly pursue revenge for a lot of times. Sometimes you didn't get it, but this must mean a lot to you to do this again. Well, I got, um, I got the Mike Wilkinson rematch. Yes. And I knocked him out first round. Um, <laughs> never got to fight Pat Healy again. He went missing. Duke and they both, they both retired. Uh, so I never got them ones back. But this one's right in front of me. It's in touching distance. I see him all the time and I'm like, yeah, we're going to run it back sort of thing. Um, but here's my thoughts. I'm going to put them out there. Why not? Um, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping it all plays out that we fight in the final. Yes. And I've said to PFL, I've said to PFL, I've said, and I'm going to post this out there. I've said, why not put me and Mov lead in Dublin? Why not? Oh! Why would you not do that? Like, why would you have me fight America against a Russian when you could have the whole of Ireland behind me in the free arena on the 2nd of December versus Mov lead over five fives? Why not? Boy, boy you joke me. Wait, how are you going to say this to me in my hometown, Brendan, where we saw what happened with Duke and what, where st- people still talk to this day about what happened to you that night with Tom Duke and what, when there was bottles flying into the octagon, sorry, the cage that night. Because everyone was so disgusted with the decision that yeah. Duke and Wah goes on as a top tier prospect onto the UFC. But here you come back, champion of the world, trying to avenge wow. your loss against the only guy to beat you in the last how many years? I mean, come on, PFL. Jesus Christ. Now, can you make that happen? Because that's obviously a European series event. That's going to take a bit of jigging and poking around. But if anyone can do it, surely it's the face of the promotion, Brent. Well, here's what I'm telling you, PC. I started doing a few calculations in my head and I thought, Hang on a minute. The final's usually around the 25th of November anyway. So let's say we have to push it back a week. Who cares? Let's push it back a week. Let's sell the free arena out. Yeah? Let's do it on, you know, let's say the place that I got stolen my first one. Now I'm coming back with a bigger and better one. And then I'm about to get another one in the in the three arena. All the stars were aligned for that. But listen, if you don't ask, you don't get. So... Make sure you post this. I'll repost it. We'll get everyone talking about it. And uh, who knows? It might even be me and Bubba rematch for the final. Who knows how this is all going to play out? But I just want to fight in Dublin on the 2nd of December. I'm sure, is it the 2nd? Second? Oh, well, December. It's December anyway. Fight. It's December. Yeah, I know that yeah, much. Yeah. I've only got a couple more for you, Brendan. And thank you so much for your time. Um, no problem. What, what kind of, like, the thing is with you now, it's not only like you just go in and win, you're putting on these barnstorming fights. Like, I mean, I, I think you feel a pressure to do that somehow inside. You always have, right? You're always a guy who's going for the finish. You pride yourself on your print, finish percentage. What do you think Pinedo brings to the table in terms of an opponent? Do you think he is a guy that can bring that fire out in you, that can bring that kind of fire for you out? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's exciting. He's, he's got nothing to lose. He's, he's been in the UFC at 55, so he's, he's a big, big lump. I see him walking about. I'm like, you know, how's he going to make this weight? Um, and Pete said 20 and 6 as a pro is a very, very serious record. I've took him very serious. And he's coming in with absolutely nothing to lose. All the pressure's on me. Um, so I've had an amazing camp and I'm looking forward to showing how good I am again. I'm looking forward to putting on another MMA masterclass. 
Well, final one for me now, Brendan, is, um, and I think this should be really directed towards your management because I see this place you've got in the ATL. Where's the bowling alley, first of all? Or in, where is, I mean, do they have no rooms with, where is uh, Jose Diaz? And why is there no bowling alley in the room that you have now? That's all I want to know. I mean, this is a big time for it. We want bowling alleys. If there's not a bowling alley, sure, there should be a swimming pool. If there's not a swimming pool, there's got to be something. We need something extra on the rooms, as far as I'm concerned, for the champion of the world. Wait until you see what I'm going to be doing after this next fight. (laughs) Just just stay tuned to Instagram and uh, I'm taking it another level again. Let's put it that way. That sounds great. Come here. One more, actually. Tyson Fury to the UFC. Is this absolute mumbo jumbo from Dana White? Or do you think that man is crazy enough to do that? Because you know him better than most people. I mean, Uh, do you think that's the type of thing that could appeal to him? Or is Dana just throwing out nuggets here for us lads to lap up as usual? I don't, I don't think he's going to fight him, mate. I mean, I think put him in a boxing ring with any man he beats him, but in the cage, it's a different story. I don't think I don't think he would do it. I really don't. But I hope he does. And I hope that, I don't know, I wouldn't like to see John Jones go and box Tyson Fury, though, would you know what I mean? No. It's like, nah. We've so, done there. We've been, we've been there and we've done that now. I don't think you can pull my pants down twice like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Let's just leave that one there now, yeah? Well, Brendan... Always a pleasure to speak to you. I'm so glad to have you on. I will definitely be chopping off this Dublin bit and getting it all over social. And I'll chop off the bit for Jose and FRM as well, just so they know that we had this conversation and we want some more accessories on the room next time. But thank you so much, champ. I can't wait to see you fight again. All the best. Peace, you're the man. Thanks for having me, brother. All the best, dude. Take care, bro. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Always love talking to the guy, a salt of the earth dude that has made it to the top of the game. You love to see it. Have a great week. Have a great life. I'll see you on Saturday on the Ringer MMA show. Blanche Radamus, I'm out.